Hi guys, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. Today is an amazing one as we say goodbye to 2020 and look to welcome in 2021. I've got Courtney Thomas coming to the TNT mic, and she is on a mission to help women find their own inner Dolly Parton. I love this. Uh, through guided self-discovery work and coaching, she helps women see, them, see themselves so they can trust themselves in every choice they make for their bodies, their lives, and their business. This is an awesome conversation with Courtney. We talk about uh, goals, setting priorities, getting ready, getting dialed in for what you want to do in 2021, uh, doing some self-reflection, and really putting priorities clear on what is enough. There's tons of uh, packed tips and tricks and things in this conversation to really get your mind right. And at the base of it, it's all about getting to know yourself and living an authentic life and taking care of everyone so you can help take care of everybody else. This is a great conversation for everybody out there. Lean in and listen and be sure to check out our YouTube page. They are now up, all the videos of these conversations. And of course, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm excited, as always. We have Courtney Thomas in the house. Uh, this is a connect of a connect, and you know that I love that the most. So shout out to Heidi uh, Resetaritz. Um, super pumped that she connected us, and she's a longtime friend. She's been on the cast, and you know all about Heidi. Um but quick intro on Courtney, and as you know the drill, I'm going to let her introduce herself. We're going to talk about some really amazing things today. Um, she is all about women's empowerment and the New Year's on, on the horizon, so I want to talk about resolutions, the anti-resolution, just getting in alignment all the way around because we need 21, 2021 here ASAP. But without further ado, Courtney, the quick four on one. Courtney Thomas is on a mission to help find women find their own inner Dolly Parton, which I so appreciate because you know I'm a huge Madonna fan, so this is going to be a Dolly oh, Madonna perfect collab. Uh, yes. through, she does this by guided self-discovery work and coaching. She helps women see themselves so they can trust themselves in every choice they make for their bodies, their lives, and business. Um, so I'm going to leave it right at that, but it's very open-ended. Courtney, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Thank you so much. I'm so pumped to be here. <laughs> yes. Really quickly, um, just because I love how paths cross, how did you and Heidi, I know you told me, but how did you and Heidi cross paths? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I feel like that's another like connect of a connect. Um, oh, okay. so actually, yeah, actually like it feels like a million years ago now. Um, the woman who did my like original copywriting on my website, I kind of found her through the internet. We became friends over time. Um, you know, working together, just getting to know each other, whatever. Um, she, uh, I, I had seen that she was going to speak at, um, Denver freelance business week last, last year. So 2019, Okay. Um, and then she, uh, was like, you know, you should just, you should do this. Like, why not? I was in St. Louis at the time. And, uh, I was like, well, I mean, I guess you're right. Like, why not? So I submitted a uh, talk and was accepted and came out here for, you know, a week or whatever. It was like four or five days. And, um, Heidi was volunteering there and she came to my session and we got to talking. Like she also knew my friend. Um, so it was kind of like a connection there and she was like, you have to meet her and whatever. And, uh, then when I moved back here in, uh, July, it was just natural to kind of reconnect with her. And, you know, we went for a walk in wash park and like the rest is history. So <laughs> I love it. I love, well, yeah. you know, law of attraction, I think you kind of attract yeah. where you are. So it's always a good sign that you're in alignment or on path when good people are coming in 
because that means you're you're doing good in the world so they're coming at you um you have a super interesting background and uh again this is why i never really read intros i love people saying their version versus like the polished linkedin version which i'm here for it's business yeah um but tell us a little bit about your journey thus far and how we got to here yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been a journey, uh, from like kind of the way back. Like I originally went to school for hospitality business, um, which I always say fast forward, like, you know, 18, 20 years, whatever it is. And, um, that's, that's great. Cause it's essentially a degree in customer service, which is for sure part of what I do. Um, so didn't do that, spent a little bit of time in kind of various like corporate types of jobs, um, and kind of spinoffs of different hospitality based things. And, um, um, when I got to the end of the last one that was like a really, really terrible fit, that's when I got into fitness. So I, uh, got my personal training cert and a, a myriad other like laundry list of different types of like fitness and, and training, um, certs and stuff about, uh, a decade ago. Okay. And, um, so I spent my first two years learning, kind of learning the trade, if you will, and working in a studio. And, um, ultimately that was, not a fit, uh, especially as I kind of got to know like more about myself and, you know, who I wanted to work with, what my philosophy was, what my training style was, all that kind of stuff. So after about two years, I left and started my own business. And in the beginning it was a training business. You know, I, um, I did in-home training, went into women's homes, you know, anywhere from like one to three times a week. And I also started online training, fun fact, like before it was really even a thing. Like most of the training softwares were all like in beta. Instagram wasn't really a thing. Like there was no, it was not like a big popular, everybody does this. Um, but I started that way back, like about eight years ago. So my business has always been somewhat online. Um, so basically the evolution kind of happened that, like I said, I was going into women's homes and, you know, yeah, we were working out. And like, in the beginning, I was like, this is all about working out and like, you've got to stay fit and like, let's do the workouts and, you know, okay. A little bit like, Oh, are you stressed out? Like, are you sleeping? What's going on with your relationships? And then like over time, it became very, very clear that that was like super flipped where, you know, in the beginning you get into this and you think like, Oh, it's 80%, like make sure all of your training and your food is on lock. And the rest of it is just like a little bit. And I mean, it was totally flipped. It's like 80% everything else and 20%. Oh yeah. Get in some regular movement. Like make sure that you're, you know, eating things that make you feel good, whatever. But like, that was such a small part of it. And I kept getting feedback from my clients that that was where I was really like making a difference for them. It wasn't like, yeah, it was great that I was working out. I was helping to keep them consistent, you know, just a touch point, whatever. But ultimately they were kind of reflecting back to me that the conversations that we were having, which were typically like pretty deep. Cause I was again in their homes, like getting to know them really deeply, their environments, their families, their kiddos, their partners, if they had partners, um, you know, and so we were talking about really a lot of deep life stuff and they were kind of like, okay, this is what's really making the difference for me. Like that conversation that we had last week, like I haven't stopped thinking about it. And I'm just thinking about everything so differently. And like, most of these people have become long-term relationships and that's the stuff that really ended up making a difference for them, you know, and kind of just seeing the whole picture. So that's basically the way that my business evolved then too, is that I started realizing like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And also this is a bit more what I'm good at. You know, like I, I think these things are all related. And I always say like, your body doesn't exist in a vacuum, how you feel about your body, what you do with it affects absolutely everything else. So I sort of transitioned to incorporate more of the coaching and the mindset work and, you know, body image stuff and all of that really like into how I was coaching and what I was doing specifically outside of just personal training. So here we are, you know, 
eight years later or whatever. And um, it's still like a, a combination, a marriage of this kind of whole person picture. I love it. Uh, very well said. I think there's a couple of major overarching themes there. One that business is relationships. I and mean, that's, I don't oh, care if yeah. you're customer service or you're working the front line at McDonald's or, you know, you're a yep. CEO, whatever. It's all about who you're working with, how you treat people and how you need that long, long, the longevity of those relationships. Um, Cause the world's big, but the world is small. Everyone oh, is yes. a, a relationship away from someone else. Hence our connection here. Um, yep. And even if you want to always do that from authentic space, but it's really, really critical. And then the other overarching thing that I love is when my um, fitness humans, like the physical get in and then they end up on the mental. And it's so yep. real because anyone that's played sports, you know, we leaned in a little bit in college or we do, you know, some mindset stuff, but nothing like it is today. And I wish you would have right. started that awareness so much earlier, but you really do start to see like how much the internal controls the external. And without that, you know, lock and key working together, like there's, there's really no point. Um, there's not one without the other. So as this, you know, eight years you said, and it's funny how like universe, I always say like universe, God, Madonna, whatever you believe, kind of leads you to path or Dolly Parton in your sake, um, yeah. leads you to path, uh, you know, for what you should be doing. Like you have this plan out, like college, I was a biz major and then I had to change it because of my lacrosse schedule. So I was a comm major, which clearly worked out. Um, and things just kind of happened for the better. You know, now that you're here and things, you've had to do a bunch of trial and error. Um, how does that play into your coaching or like life coaching process with your clients? Yeah, that's huge. Like that's, I mean, that's honestly like the number one thing that I tend to reiterate to people is like, this is a process. This is a journey that like, and I always say, especially I do sometimes have people come into the fold. That's more like on like a strictly business coaching side of things. You know, yeah. again, I've been in the industry for a really long time, but also to my clients who tend to be more on kind of that career, like exploration side of things, but whatever it is for sure across the board, like it's, it's a hundred percent a process. Like there is no right answer. It might not even be that you're actually even seeking an answer. You might just be seeking the process. Like, so really like anybody who tells you that not, not necessarily they have it all figured out, but like that you should have a strategy and everything should be perfect before you execute or whatever. Like that's all BS, total BS. Like they are lying through their teeth because they also have just basically like tried a bunch of things, figured out the pieces that worked and go with that. And then you have to continually do that for the rest of your life. Yes. So, I mean, that's definitely how my process works. Like over the years too, I I've created kind of what I call, you know, my like method or whatever. And it's called uncover, unlearn, unleash, because there's so much of it that is like, okay, let's like uncover all these stories and all this stuff that we have, like what's really going on here. You know, like what, what are we thinking? And then like the unlearned part is kind of like, okay, wait, what do I want to keep? Like, what does sound like it's a fit for my life anymore? Or what do I want to try? And, you know, through, through all of that and the various sort of stages, then that's when we can get to this part of like unleashing your inner Dolly Parton, right? Like, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. This is how I want to live. Um, you know, but it is all like, it is all trial and error and experimentation and, you know, the, how, whatever you want to call it, fail forward. It like, it doesn't matter, but like just this, this messaging that we always, always get about like, 
you know, everything should be like perfect before you ever do anything. Like, you know, what's the point? And that's not reality. You know, like I said, people who say it is are just totally straight up lying. (laughs) Well, they're, they're marketers actually. And they're in sales. I am, I'm I'm a branding and marketing professional. And that's quite literally why we started turmeric and tequila. Uh, And by we, I mean me, myself and I am Madonna because we had to, you know, we say graceful disruption. We had to start disrupting these things that we've been sold all of our lives. And there's a lot of great that comes with that. Like you just said, like you can unlearn and learn some things or, or retain some things just like childhood and parents and you know all of our flawed coaches that are human beings coming thus far like you take bits and pieces and you find what works for you and then you unlearn or or retain some of it um tell us a little and i want to with you i think the i think the biggest piece of that is like i also because too with a business background like i completely agree with what you're saying i'm not saying that like everything is terrible and wrong. And that's, that's bad. Like the whole point is that it's not black and white, you Mm -hmm. know, like it isn't either or, or, you know, this versus that or whatever. And it's all about, like you said, like kind of inserting yourself into this as another voice that says like, just be discerning. Maybe this isn't the only way, you know? So I feel like you doing this on the marketing and branding side of things (laughs) is like similarly how I feel about like, kind of like fitness culture stuff, right? Like maybe there's another way that's, you know, that's all I'm trying to like put out there for people to think about. And that's so critical, particularly in, you know, 2021, because even if you have yourself, your learnings, your education, your experience, whatever, the variable is the world. Everything's changing at all times, the environment, our culture, um, socioeconomic status for yourself, those around you. I mean, there's so many factors that are and variables that are constantly changing that you have to be on that constant check-in system of like, what's working for me? What do I, what, what worked at one point now doesn't work at yes. this point, uh, or what worked then doesn't work now. And, you know, constantly doing that. Um, and that's why I'm so excited about this conversation for 2021, because I want to unpack some more of that. But before we do, give me a little background on uh, Dolly Parton. Why does she resonate so much with you? I told you in our initial call, I, I finally watched her and I've been a huge fan forever. I actually printed sh- uh, shirts with all my like top female artists. And she was one of the list on the list. Oh, yeah but I just watched her documentary and I, I got the boundaries just stood out on how obviously she's an incredible artist, but her as a human was incredible. So tell me why that resonated with you so much. Oh, oh, Dolly. Like, I mean, honestly, like she's gotta be like one of the top five human beings of all time. She just like, she literally is like the best person. So yeah. like the reason that she resonates or I resonate so hard with her is because of basically all of this, right? Like Dolly Parton has been, in a really tough business for 60 plus years, right? Literally, she started, you know, traveling from the mountains of Tennessee to Nashville when she was like nine years old. Like she, I mean, she has been in the business for a very, very long time. She has always been super clear about what she wanted, who she was, how she was gonna do it, what she wasn't going to do, what she wouldn't stand for, what she does, uh, like literally every category of like, standing up for who you are and what you believe in, she checks every box and has never wavered. Like never, ever. You go back and you watch interviews with her from every decade of her career. And like the message is consistent, you know, like maybe like, just like you said, like things change over time. The world changes over time, but like what she believes in and her expressing that and aligning everything, every choice that she makes, everything that she does, both business, personally, whatever, that never wavers. You know, I mean, she believes in who she is. She doesn't like really attach herself too much to external expectations or judgments or whatever. She's just like, oh, like you don't like my wig? Don't care. I do. Like, haha. Like, I loved the town trollop. That's who I always wanted yeah. to look like. And that's <laughs> who I do. Like, she, you know, I mean, and, she just 
exudes that with a, just like an approachable, I'm a real person. Like I'm a gazillionaire and also still a real person who also, you know, believes in God and country and everything, you know, like she just, it's so like, yeah, it's inspiring. But to me, because I, I feel like I'm like, you know, like just average person, but have always sort of felt those same things since I was a kid and yeah. fought against that, you know, like my, I mean, my school experience was terrible. Like I hate it. Like, cause I was different and I, you know, I'd same, I was like, oh, well, I want to dress this way. And then you get made fun of. I grew up in a tiny town, you know, so it's like just judgment all over the place, whatever. But yeah. all of that stuff was just like, wait a second, like, here's Dolly Parton. And essentially this is validating the way that I've always wanted to live too, which is like, I mean, like, I kind of care what you think, but also not really like, because this is what I believe in this time to show up, even if it's totally against the grain, if it's against, you know, like, again, like our societal norms or whatever, like who cares? All I care is that I like myself. I trust myself. I believe in who I am and what I'm doing. And, you know, it's coming from like the goodness of my heart. And again, what I believe in my, you know, my faith, my hope, all of this kind of stuff. And I just, she, I, I have a whole talk on it about like exactly like how this has showed up in her life and you know how again it can be a real inspiration to us even though it feels scary like on the day-to-day yeah. she just sets that example every single day and that really like it's it's such a it's such a driver and also like I love bringing Dolly into you know kind of my approach and how I talk about it anyway, because again, it's like a touch point that everybody's familiar with, you know, you're yeah. like, wait a second. Yeah, that's true. Like I don't have to be Dolly Parton. Cause like, I don't like rhinestones or pink, you know, but like, I do just want to feel like myself and be able to do that. And yeah. Okay. Like I don't have to apologize for who I am. I don't have to yeah. apologize for what I want to do. Like, I'm just going to figure out what that is and you know, go do it. Like that's my, that's like my life quote is find out who you are and do it on purpose. And that's a Dolly quote. And that's what I live by. And that's what I, you know, work with my clients on. I love it so much. I think your heart rate is like 162 right now. Like the passion for Dolly is a workout (laughs) and I appreciate it. I mean, like look behind me. It's like all Dolly, like out here, I've got like a, you know, like I went to her 50 year anniversary, like Grand Ole Opry last year. Like I literally, like I watch her stuff and tears stream down my face. Like I've got little Dolly things everywhere. Like, so yeah, I mean, I love her, but I just, I think she sets that example and it's, it's really I love it so much. I was going to ask you, like, is that a Dolly Parton cat in the background? It's a Dolly I'm like, cat. this is okay. Everyone that's listening, go to the YouTube channel now, <laughs> as soon as it's uploaded, and check out this Dolly Parton cat. It's pretty epic. Oh. Um, first of all, you know, I love my animal humans. Um, and she has a dog and two cats. So props to that. But yes, everything you said about Dolly, I think it's so critical, besides, uh, you know, us just being fangirls of our <laughs> superstars. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's really good to have those examples in your life and what's so cool about Dolly Parton, just like Madonna or Ruth Bader Ginsburg or whatever, it's these were women or not just women, anyone doing things, Jackie Robinson, before Mm -hmm. it was socially acceptable. And it's hard to be yourself now, but it's, imagine years ago when society said something and no one that looks like these outspoken humans are speaking out and they're saying something that society doesn't agree with. Like that's really, that's bravery like at its finest and vulnerability at its finest. Um, so to have that inner strength and live your truth in, in any capacity is really, really hard. Um, so I'm, I'm with you on that. And I, my quick story, usually Madonna is like hurt my first, um, 
like experience like really respecting her outside of just being a fan of the music was her Pepsi deal. I think it was like 89 with like mm. a prayer. And she yep. basically, long story short, walked away from the commercial because they didn't want to do things the way she had it envisioned. And it was her art and what, and it was a conversation around race and sexism. And, you know, this yep. is way before our conversations that are just now erupting in 2020. So uh, if, if you're out there and you have your own, you know, superheroes that you look at or what have you, I think it's so critical to keep those models in your life and in your mind and have that mindset so you know it makes it a little less fearful for us to live a certain way because you know someone else is already doing it yeah um, absolutely it, it's critical well okay so now that we've channeled our inner, inner dolly pardon yeah. um <laughs> my studio is so cold i think my like mouth is like freezing um oh. i know i don't know if you can see like the breath coming out it's so cold <laughs> in here we're good but it's funny uh this is humble beginnings um what are you you know 2021's coming it's crazy we're all familiar with the resolutions which i'm i'm here for i did a vision board, which I'm going to upload that video. Cause it's, it's kind of funny. I did it like in, I think February, I was a little late for New Year's, but on brand for me, uh, I think, you know, resolutions or goal setting, all of that's important, but you know, it's kind of how we show up on the daily. Yep. Give us a little insight on what you'd say to like some standing clients or new potential clients that are entering 2021. What are your advice around mindset entering into this new year coming off a crazy one? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, <laughs> I'm not real big on goals because I think goals tend to be like real finite. And again, kind of okay. going back to that black and white conversation, it's a terminology thing. Like I'm, I'm like picking at things here, but um, potentially for people who have maybe struggled with that or like feel a little bit of resistance to it, like my reframe tends to be a little bit more around like shifting into priorities that gives okay. like a little bit more space, right? So too, like, I don't know if you and any of your listeners are familiar with the four burners theory. Um, but like it, so it was most recently popularized by, uh, James Clear, his book, Atomic Habits that too, like it's pretty popular it's bestseller now. Um, but he, like, he kind of brought that in, he didn't invent it or anything, but explaining it in the terms of like work-life balance and like, I apply it in my coaching for sure. Um, to where like your four burners are, um, work, health, friends, and family. And like, I mean, for some people you might have like a, a different thing, like one thing might be relevant or not or whatever, but like the context, like kind of is the same or the, the like framework is sort of the same, right? Like the idea is basically like, you're not going to be able to turn all four burners on high at any time and be any good or feel any good at anything, right? Like really like the theory kind of says that in order to excel at something, to feel well in, you know, in these areas, you're going to have to turn a burner off. Um, you're probably going to have to actually turn two off or very, very low, right. And focus in, you know, an area or two. So I kind of use that as an overarching thing, especially coming into the new year and especially coming off of this year where like everything feels like a fire, right? Like the point being like, if you turn all four burners up, like your house is going to burn down. And like, we've all felt that feeling, right? So like you have to, again, kind of going back to making choices and stuff, say like, what is a priority? Like where, what, how much energy do I have and where can I apply it? You know, like, where am I going to leverage myself or, you know, what feels really good right now? And what can kind of, you know, what can I turn the burner down on? What can I, what can kind of take a little bit of a backseat? And I know, um, you know, like that, that too feels hard in our culture. You know, again, we get a lot of messaging, like you're supposed to be everything to everyone at all times. And like, for sure, like put other people first, um, you know, don't worry about your own burners. Uh, but, I think that especially going into the new year, that's potentially something useful to kind of reflect on and say like, okay, what's like the overarching priority here? You know, if it is that, okay, I want to focus on my health, at least for a season, you know, whatever that may be, maybe that's a few months and then, you know, things are going to need to shift again, whatever. Like, I think priorities really gives us kind of more of the freedom to say, this is where I want to focus 
Um, you know, and now I can like put some more detail to that. And, you know, again, over time that may shift and that may go down to low, you know, and then I may go in a different area and like really go hard on work or whatever, you know, and whatever it is. I just, I think that that's a little bit better of a framework. That's like a little kinder or a little more of like a ramp into things versus like, I'm going to do everything like in the new year, <laughs> like I'm going to be better at everything. 2020 yeah. was terrible. And you know, now I'm just going to like do all the things and I'm going to, you know, like work out five days a week and I'm going to like get a new job and I'm going to make more money and I'm going to like call all my friends. Uh, you know, I mean, eh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's one of those things. And then underneath that, you know, again, kind of coming back to the terminology, like, okay, great. Like then what are the, you know, the habits or like, what are the new like practices that you want to pick up? You know? So for me, I think that like kind of helpful reframe, especially like this, I feel like this time of year is like reflection time. This kind of two weeks is like a little bit nebulous, you know? So like thinking about, okay, what's sort of the broader idea here of, you know, where I just, where I want to put my focus and my intention and some energy in the new year um, and kind of take that like like you said, like that empowered feeling to say, like, I'm not going to let everything else control me, but here's where I am going to like really turn up the heat and, you know, then put some ideas around that. I, I love that. I think terminologies, terminology and words and everything are so critically important because it's how you digest what it is, even if it's the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. So how it's comfortable to you yourself, whatever. Um, that's really critical because your body will cringe if it's uncomfortable and you just, you will resist it. And I, I'm very much yeah. someone like, if I don't want to do something, like if I say I'm going to do it, whatever, I'll show up, I will be there. But long-term, if I, I internally don't want to do it, I won't do it. And I, I'll yeah. just, I'll phase out of it, whether it's work or relationships or whatever. Like it just, when it doesn't align somehow, I'll just filter away. So it's really important for me to have you know, the right words. I think that's a really a great point that you just made. And I like the idea of the four burners. I'd heard it, but I never really understood it. So I think you're breaking that down. Um, yeah. But I do think just in general, however, you kind of brand it, if you will, that self-care and that balance piece is so critical. Yeah. Um, I have a consulting setup and it's taken me years to understand that you don't have to be working 24 yeah. seven. I had somebody tell me, I'm like, you know, I can't give, you know, more than hundred percent. I have to do a 120 or whatever. And she's like, why? They only pay you for hundred percent. And yep. even then 80 is enough sometimes. Like Yo, you, can, you don't need to be sure. doing all this. And yep. with this year, you know, this, I agree with you. This is also like a reflection time. That's what I was excited about. This conversation particularly right now is very poignant. Yeah. Universe looks out. Um, yeah looking back at this year, I think had it been like a normal year, our goals or, you know, what, whatever priorities would be mm -hmm. one thing, but with this year in particular, it's like, man, I, I wanted to do so much in 2020, but really it just made me feel so much more grateful for what I, I had. Um, and, and the reflection is just so different, which I think ultimately is a good thing. And oh, yeah. it does keep our priorities straight. So I know for me, I mean, I've got three dogs and they're a huge priority to me and having that work-life balance and my priorities have shifted so much, even in the past six months, not even because of COVID, just because yep. of life and what have you. Um, do you actually sit down and like write your four categories or do you put pen to paper around any of this? You know, I, I don't usually, okay. um, it just, I, I feel like it happens really naturally for me. Um, and I can be fairly clear on it. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't always put that much structure around this stuff. Like, like you said, just okay. sort of like what feels funny inside or whatever. Um, I, 
I also feel like it's kind of ongoing for me. Um, like this fall, you know, kind of like you, like, I feel like it was very, very much felt like a time that I wanted to sort of zero in and like sort some of this stuff out. And I did. And so now I'm kind of like, okay, like, I mean, for sure, like, um, work growth is, is a priority. And I feel like I have that really handled, but you know, that happened in like November. So I just right. keep going, you know, like it, it's not right. like flipping the switch on 2020 to 2021 will change that, um, or like make anything different in a day. So, you know, it's kind of just a continuation, um, and, you know, definitely focusing on, um, you know, my relationships and community and stuff like that. Like that's, that's definitely a priority. And um, so it's kind of like ongoing for me. Um, mm. but I will say that, I like, again, I don't always do it like super formally or whatever, but I know for like for 2020, it sort of more felt like, like you said, the universe like looks out or whatever, but I just felt really, really called to hope, um, last year around this time. And that has been a theme for sure, uh, this year for me. And I, haven't lost that. And I feel like it's funny because I was actually just going to write an email to my list about this, that like my word for the year, some people do that, you know, like pick a word for the year or like two or three words for the year to focus on or whatever. Like mine for 2020 was hope, which was fantastic. And I was just going to write an email about it and be like, well, I mean, that's just going to stay my word for the year. Like I still feel very, very connected to this. I feel like it's a driver for me. It's, it's a value for me, honestly, if I, you know, if I really looked at it, Um, but that tends to be a little bit more of where I kind of come from is like checking back into my values, like sort of, you know, revisiting that kind of stuff and saying like, what's the best expression of this right now? Like, what do I really feel called to doing? Um, you know, and then like, like you said, kind of, then what are those steps there? And I'm right there with you that like 2020, I think that too, like, as people are sort of reflecting in this time is like, like take the things that you noticed, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how many people you've talked to, but I know just a ton of people are kind of like, well, I mean, this year has really made it clear, like like what's important, right? Like not only what you're really grateful for the things and the people and, you know, whatever that we have, but also like just the things that sort of reveal themselves of like, eh, maybe I don't want to do that. Or maybe I don't want to go back to, you know, being so busy all the time, or maybe I don't want to do this particular volunteer thing anymore, or, you know, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is, like, it just has given us these like gifts of awareness in different areas. And I think like, that's probably something that's really useful, especially this year and this time of year to sort of then reflect on like, okay, what do I want to take with me into 2021? What do I maybe want to, you know, like, change or adjust or, you know, again, refocus or whatever that is. Cause like we have, I feel like definitely if you've been paying attention at all, like we've gotten a lot of gifts of, you know, seeing things that we may not have seen in a different year. Yeah, it's I agree. And it's so funny you said hope because earlier in the year, right when the pandemic happened, um, I was like, God, you know, I'm going to, I just want to do something. And I'm like, that basic white girl, but uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to put just hope on my fence in Christmas lights. And so I did it right when the pandemic started. And ironically, I ended up taking it down because someone broke into my yard and was looking for the outlet to charge their cell phone. It was a whole thing. So oh my gosh, I know. And I, I caught her. It was a very bizarre situation and it kind of broke my heart more than I felt violated, which we won't go down yeah. this rabbit hole. But um, the point being is she's like, I saw the hope sign in this and oh. Yeah. And it was wonderful. I had to take it down though. Cause I can't have people in my yard and right. it's not funny, but like I've thought like it could just been a whole thing. Anyways. Um, I'm with you. I think hope is such a really major piece. And I love that you called it basically one of your core values. Uh, because I think that's something we have to cling to, you know, whether it's 2020 and or 2019, when, you know, things were so much better air quotes, yep. um, or, you know, 2020 now or 2021, when it's way better. It's like that version of what better is can be 
really, really different. I also agree that within this, there's been so many awakening and awareness gifts of time out. Let's really slow down. And I think that's like like what you just said uh, around priorities. The best step one for 2021 or thinking about it is sitting with yourself and thinking like, let's reflect on the year. What did I care about? What do I care about now? What do I actually want? You know, do you want, you know, a million dollars or it's maybe I want more money in abundance and I want to work less. Like that's possible. Like really reshaping your mind and your thoughts around what's, what your priorities are, what your wants are, and your means of getting those things and attaining those things. Uh, and just looking around at what you have and being like, damn, life's good. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. I would say too, like a really, um, something I know that I, again, in this reflection, this fall for myself, it was big for me. I've always kind of been, um, really conscious of what enough means and what enough looks like in all areas of life, not just financially, that's certainly relevant to you. Um, but I'm like, I harp on that pretty hard actually, um, these days, especially like right now. Right. Like I think too, you know, kind of going back to that, like, you know, people marketing and selling stuff, whatever, like, you know, how many things do we all see in any industry online or otherwise that's, you know, six figures in six months in work half time or, you know, like whatever it is, but like, have you actually checked in to see like, if you need that, like, what is your enough? Like, what is your enough as far as relationships go? What is your enough when it is actually financial? Like, what is your enough with, like you said, how much do you want to work? Like, what is all of this? And like, that is so, so powerful. I can't even tell you like, and don't guess at it. You know, like you said, like that's an activity, like write it down, like reflect and kind of see like, wait, oh, I thought that this was what I wanted, but I don't actually want that because I don't need it. Like my enough is this and anything on top of that, guess what? Maybe I can give away. Maybe I can donate. Maybe I can, you know, and that could be time or other things, whatever. But like getting really clear on that can be super, super helpful too, for not just like picking arbitrary things that you want to like work on in the new year or whatever. And that, that's kind of that connection to you to that. Like the goal word for me is like, you know, people often like just like pick stuff out of thin air because they're like, well, I'm supposed to do this. And then you're like, well, wait, does that relate to anything that you want? Just like you said, you know, like, what do you actually want? What do you not want? Like definitely sit down and answer that question right now. You know, like, what do you not want? <laughs> it, this is coming up on, on many casts, it, you know, regardless yeah. if it's mindset or business or relationships, it's opportunity costs. You have to understand yes. like you, you want these things and you need to really sit there and be like, okay, I want a billion dollars. That's going to cost me 90 hours a week to yeah. work. Well, do you want that as well? And you're going to be, if it's not your business, you're building towards someone else's dream or, I mean, you just got to really yeah. unpack it and it, you know, it's business. Yeah, I hate to go business route, but it's cost benefit analysis. Oh, you it. sit there and you say, I want this and this is what it'll cost me. This is what it's worth. And you're like, well, actually I don't need a billion dollars. Yeah. I'm good with, you know, six figures or whatever. And then yeah. I have, I'm only working 40 hours a week. And then I have time with mm-hmm. my husband and kids or cats or whatever. Um, Dolly Parton. Exactly. And you can yep. do what you want to do. So it's, I think that's a deep uh, conversation with yourself that doesn't need to be that big. And for anyone that's listening, I think it's great that we have, you know, I'm actually like you, I'm a little bit, I'm very free spirited and I don't really, I'm not a writer downer. I did a vision board last year, which I'm big for. I, I do love those and just kind of putting visuals to what your, um, 
dreams and hopes and goals or whatever are, uh, again, with that cost benefit analysis in play prior to creating the vision board. Uh, yeah. But there's multiple ways. Like if you're a writer downer, write it down and journal and, and have that sense of accountability. I've, I have gotten a little more structured because I am just like all over, which works for me. And I can kind of visually and mentally keep track. Um, but now I'm getting a little more structured just to up the accountability of certain things. Uh, but that balance in there, I love all the different approaches because we're all very different humans. So I think people like, being able to pick out different pieces and apply it to their, you know, get ready for 2021 whatever that means is really critical. Um, I want to lean into a little bit around fears because goals or mindset or, or wants or even wanting abundance. I think there's fears with that. And um, I have many stories in my mind that, you know, I want abundance and money, but God, you know, rich people really make me cringe. And like, we, we have our own stories of what certain things are. How do you address <clears throat> some of your fears moving into these new years or new clients or new opportunities? Um, <clears throat> what are they? And then how do you address them? Uh, name it a hundred percent name it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what it, for me, I feel like it tends to come up and sorry, my, well, talking about my dog, he's, he's here. I'll show everybody. Yay. Oh, hi animal. Tangled up in my, in oh my, my God, uh, so cute. Here. um, okay. So, uh, for me, I feel like it tends to come up when I like continually notice that I'm, um, like saying that I want to do something or saying I'm going for something or whatever. And I continually sort of back away from it, even if it's just like a little bit, like I don't fully step in and sort of like one foot in one foot out Then I'm like, wait a second. Like, I, like, what am I really scared of here? You know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, and I, I'm not really like a perfectionist person or any of that stuff. Like, I mean, I am full on for again, like experimentation and like, we're all going to screw up and you learn from it and you just keep going and just keep going and doing and, um, so I've gotten better at it as a practice, but like, that's sort of how it shows up for me is like when I notice repeatedly that I like, I'm saying something. And then two months later, I'm like, I haven't made any progress whatsoever. What am I really afraid of here? Like, what am I really scared of? Um, and I do this with every client, like straight up ask, like, what are you really afraid of? And then go further down into that. Like, you know, like, what are the reasons behind it? Like you said, like, what are the stories? Am I afraid somebody specific is going to judge me? Am I afraid like people on the internet are going to think I'm weird? Am I, you know, like afraid I'm going to not achieve something? And then what, like, and that usually is my question myself then too. I was like, okay, but then what really happens? Like, and can I live in that space? That's like a hundred, that's, that's the bottom line question. Can I live there? What would I do? And the answer is always, yes, of course I can live there. And then you always have an answer for what you would do next. Um, so I, for me, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I have like fears around, like I, I very much identify, you know, professionally. Um, so, you know, a lot of my fears are around, I don't necessarily want to say like pushing myself or growth or whatever, professionally, but like in some aspects, yes, you know, it's like, okay, like, I don't know if this is going to work or, you know, I don't know, but we'll yeah. just like try. And yes, I want, you know, I want to, you know, have things work and like be successful and okay. Yeah. Make a little more money and whatever, but like ways to do that sometimes feel real scary. Putting yourself out there can feel real scary. Um, yeah, it, it, it can be a huge thing though. And I think very much like you said, it tends to be wrapped up in our life experiences, right? Like whether that is our personal experiences of different things that we kind of 
um, that too, like we, we are scared to even name that to start to process it. So in order to let it go so that it stops being a fear, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, it's a whole own process. Um, but there's also like a lot of, like you said, like societal conditioning wrapped up in it, you know, that like we shouldn't take risks, stuff like that. Um, it's, it's tough. Like we all have it and it shows up in so many different ways. That's for sure. I, yeah, I like the theme that you just said when there's like patterns. I mean, they're like repeating yeah. that I'm saying things or it's showing up in different angles of life. Um, I had so many things where I, you know, growing up because uh, my parents are divorced or what have you, which really didn't play a negative because I was older, a negative piece, but I never put a, a an importance or a priority around personal relationships. Mm-hmm. And then, it, but I, I saw where I avoided it, like in personal, like romantic situations, I saw it show up in like fitness. And then like I was overcommitted in like competing and, and what have you. And it was like some of those things that I worked so hard to avoid still happen. It was just in a different outfit. And so it's, yeah. it, it's, it's funny again, like that self-reflection piece and you're sitting down to, you know, get yourself dialed up for 2021 to really dial into like, what am I actually afraid of? Or what am I avoiding yeah. and why? Like, yeah. what is, what is that? And I think that's a powerful um, tool that you provided about, can I live there? Like, what's the worst going to happen if, if I do this. And one thing I have noticed, particularly like the podcast and things like you or you, you are kind of putting yourself out there. Um, is I will think like, what is worst case scenario? Like what's going to happen if this, and then I look at all the people like the dollies or Madonna's or the ones that are like living way out there. And it doesn't make traditional sense and it doesn't fit all these things. And it's, you know, a square peg in a round hole. It doesn't, but they're in alignment in in their true authentic selves. So it works and people, you know, they can't explain it. They're drawn towards it because it's authentic. And even if you're out there and you're trying to figure out what, what do I want? What am I going to do? I want to do this thing that isn't even a thing yet. Lean into it because if it's, if it's authentic, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be this big drawn out plan situation. What have you? Like, I think it's good to show up, be mindful, and just go with it. Well, there's something that um, it kind of keeps coming up. I feel like I read it somewhere. And then I talked to like five different people who like, we all kind of said the same thing to where like, you really only need like a little bit to go on in order to start doing right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, again, like if you have figured out like, gosh, I really think this is a thing that I want to do, or I think this is the right move for me. Or, you know, again, like maybe on that business side of it, like, I want to start this business or whatever, like, it does not, and probably should not be like this, like packaged up perfect, like in a bow thing before you do it. All you need is a little bit to go on. And then you just keep going, like, just do the thing, take the next action. I always say like, what's the smallest next best step, right? Do that. And it makes sure it feels good. Like you said, like, I think that that is like so apparent for sure that like the people who are out there doing things that we look to, they are like, they again, it goes back to like knowing yourself and trusting yourself, right? Like they're probably acting in the face of really deep seated fears all the time. And they have publicly failed, publicly screwed up, like gotten all this judgment for their whole lives. And like, they're still out there, like naming it, facing it, walking right through it. Because like, that's like, I guess too, like on the flip side, right? What do you, like, what does your life look like if you constantly are scared, right? Like yeah. if you're constantly giving into that fear. Like, is it, ask yourself that too. Like, do you want to live that life? 
that's what I always say. I'm like, is it, I'm more fearful of not doing it and not failing than I am actually doing it and failing. Like I very Mm -hmm. much got to this point in my life where I'm more scared of being complacent and not doing something than looking like a complete fool or going down the wrong path or what have you. And, and that's okay. Like you said, I mean, you have to have some of these failures to really figure out what it is. And if you're completely at square one trying to figure out and, you know, get to know yourself, look at your young self, like look at yourself as a kiddo. Did you draw? Did you color? Did you run? Did you like I mean these are easy things to look back because your little self is you know you're untainted by marketing in the world and your parents and friends in school like you're just a young wild animal being your exact wild animal self and it's all it's authenticity at its purest so just Mm -hmm. go back to that go look at your old photos and be like oh my god Mm -hmm. I was you know coloring or riding ponies or whatever Mm -hmm. um I think that can be a major intel to your next best self Uh, So yeah. do you have any major fears, I mean, specifically for 2021 that you're hitting head on or you're being intentional about unpacking? Um, so uh, mm, I don't know. It's like a mini fear, I would say. Okay. So okay. this fall, I um, quit social media completely with the exception of LinkedIn. If you like asterisk qualify that as a social media, which I kind of don't, but it's kind of anyway. getting that way, I will say, but I'm with you. I do not count it. A I mean, I use bit. it for some of my stuff, but it's, it's pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. So depending on your categorization of that, like I'm still on LinkedIn, but like I quit all social media. Okay. Um, again, I've been an online business for a really long time. I was like a beta user of Facebook a million years ago. It's been like a huge part of my life. You know, all of this kind of stuff. They say, they say, uh, (laughs) you know, in the, in the world that like you have to be on social media and all this kind of stuff. I've done a ton of reading, a ton of research around it. And like, I just, I like, I, I can't. Right. So this was a hard stop for me. And that too, that's a rabbit hole for another day. <laughs> facts, facts, um, yeah. yeah, but uh, so I quit social media. Could obviously potentially have a very large impact on my business. So I have like a little bit of um, like worry around that. Although part of that decision was based in the fact that I built a really, really strong foundation of personal connections mm-hmm. um, and relationship building over the last like three years, very intensively. Um, and even in, you know, a a major like interstate move, like I'm already just like how we met, like person to person to person to person, like cultivating that, even though it's slower because it's all online, even though it's slower because COVID, even though it's slower for, you know, a million different reasons, like it's still there. Um, and I've, you know, kind of transitioned again, that energy from like, okay, instead of like spending three hours a day on social media and like worrying about that and all the other psychological stuff that goes along with that, like I'm spending that time either having meetings or reaching out to people to have meetings or, you know, pitching podcasts or going on podcasts or like, you know, like whatever else, focusing more on my email list, stuff like this. Um, but still like the world is the world. And, um, I, I worry that that won't be enough. You know, I, I've had actually a very good fall and a lot of that has been from referrals and, you know, just good, like Google SEO rankings, Yeah. but like, there's always a fear that that will change too, because God knows, like no one like controls the algorithm. We, you know, like we have no idea how that's going to work. Um, so that could change at any minute. Um, I have, you know, some big intentions for the year to, you know, really foster growth in, you know, in my business, both one-on-one coaching and group coaching and, you know, just all of this stuff. And like, if I take that piece out and like, it feels like nobody knows you exist, you know, like, well, yeah. I'm not on social media. Like I'm not a real person. And like, that's crap. Cause I'm like constantly talking to people and, you know, getting emails back and people are reading my blogs and whatever. 
all that's fine. But there's still like a little bit of like, oh, but people will forget about me. And then like nothing will happen. And then what will I do? Yeah. <laughs> so like, Well, staying, staying relevant is is really intense. And social media is that point. I think maybe, but mostly because it's convenient. And yeah. I have to, I, I always said, if I went back to school I, and I got my thesis, I would write my thesis around the cost of convenience because it just costs you in all oh. capacities. Um, but it, yes. it's convenient. And I will say this is a really good parallel for Dolly Parton where you see her out in the limelight and then she completely fades away. You don't ever yeah. see her husband. You don't see her personal yeah. life. Like yeah. it's a massive boundary. And I think that's something that has, has kept her sane uh, just as an outside viewer. And I think she's done really well because I can't even imagine the world they actually live in amongst, you know, a very unique humans um, yeah. and constant societal pressure, particularly as a female. Um, but I, 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 I love that you're doing this and I can't, I want to check in with you in like a year and see like how it went because I think so <laughs> many people really do social media because they feel like they have to. Yes. I actually, I like it and I'm here to disrupt it because I think there's so much crap out there and I work on that side so I can speak from source and from business and from personal, but I love it. I love how I can keep in touch with my friends, but I'm also 40 years old so I can, you know, digest it the way I want. I can see through the BS. Like I'm not a 17 year old female trying to figure it out and look like, you know, the Instagram model from what have you. So it, it's a different space, but I, I think most people feel the way you do. I certainly have my gripes about it, but they want to get away from it. So I think it's powerful. And if you can make it work like underground hip hop or there's some exclusivity, I think that might play to your business. I really do. Well, you know, it all kind of circles back to um, me getting really, really clear on like who I want to be, how I want to show up those boundaries, what my enough is, right? Like at the end of the day, I've gotten really clear on what I want my business and my life to look like. It all goes together. Like, so for sure, you know, like personal branding to the max, you know, it's not separate and that's all fine. But like, I know that I have a little bit of growth, but also I don't want to scale. That again is like, that's messaging that like, oh, every coach has to scale and everybody should have a course and everybody should like make money while you sleep. And I'm like, no, man, like I love doing this. Like yeah. I love long-term intimate, deep relationships with people because like, I love that point about convenience. I totally agree with you. My clients are often people who have done that stuff, not done it, like let the course <laughs> sit in their email for, you know, two years. And then they're like, okay, but I still feel the same way. And now I'm ready to do something about it. That's when they find me. That's yeah. when like, they have these huge transformations, right? Like, so anyway, point being, I am right there with you that I've gotten clear on it to where I'm like, okay, like really, like I need over the, like on an ongoing basis, 20, 25 clients, that's not that many people. I don't need an audience of 30,000. Like that's not necessary for me. And going back to then the cost benefit analysis of that, the costs were far too great for me to try to, to try to hustle that on social media anyway. You know, like if something happens in the, you know, by the grace of God in the universe that, you know, I get some type of visibility in a different way, like fantastic, but it's not really what I'm after. And those like deeper connections, those things that are like so-and-so talk to so-and-so and, you know, they know you and know how great you are with like working with women around body image or, you know, whatever. And I sent, I want to connect you on email. I think she'd be great for your, like stuff like that tends to work way better for me on both sides of things. And I just don't need that terribly many clients. You know, like I said, yeah. I'm not searching for a hundred people on a launch. Like that's not where I'm at. And I think that sometimes people miss that, you know, both in business and in personal, you know, like what are you, what do you really need? Like, are you just looking for validation? Like, yeah. you know, like what is it? Or is there something inside that you can work on or some, 
you know, more intentional connection. Again, like for me, I really walk through that of how do I want to spend my time? And like, I'd rather have three hours of meetings versus spend an hour writing a social media post and then spend another hour, like freaking out and refreshing to check like, you know, like it just, and also then not get any conversions from it. Yeah. Cause like I kept yes. track of all that data too, you know? So for okay. me, the conversation equals more conversions than the social media does anyway. Well, um, and that, it all goes together hundred percent. And that, that, but then it becomes a business and that takes us back to what we initially talked about when you're, you're doing things you don't ultimately want to do. So when you show up to do it, like you're cringing, you're like, I don't want to yeah. do this, but you're going to do it because you're supposed to do it, which <laughs> no. And that cost is like, it's, you can't even measure it. So you don't see it on the paper, yeah. but like you're cringing your energy. It's like, it's dimming your light. You're consciously mm -hmm. dimming your own light and yes. taking you out of your authentic path. So it's like, stop it. You don't need yeah. it. And yeah. I liked when you said, you know, universe, something provides, I really do believe, and I'm not the most religious. I'm not really religious at all. I'm here for God in higher order. I do believe universe energy major. Yeah. I think if you're intentional and you're clear about what you want, yeah. it will come. You won't, yeah. it may be something crazy. Maybe. I mean, look at the dude that was sipping cranberry juice on TikTok. I don't know if yeah. you saw this. And yeah. now he's got, he just paid cash for his house and he did a, a, a home security video with Snoop Dogg. He doesn't even say a word and probably made yeah. six figures. I'm like, shit is, world's crazy. Like if you're clear yeah. on what you want and, and this is it, like just let God, universe, Madonna do the path and you just show up and be your yeah. best self. Um, and that's yeah. hard to like tuck yourself in at night. Like what's the plan? I got to be bills. Well, God, universe, Madonna, I'm here. I'm ready. Come yeah. to me at night and very deliver this under my pillow. But that's kind of what it has to be at this point. A little bit. And, and that's too why, why I feel specifically connected to hope. Um, and to like, not, not, not faith. There's a difference between hope and faith, right? Like faith is just like, put all your trust and belief in a higher power and like, let it rock and roll. That's yeah. not what hope is. Hope is based in actual like action and expectation that you are going to play a part in, right? Like, so you have that belief and you also do something about it. Yeah. And, um, I think that that's all just very connected to, you know, like my philosophy, you know, like, I mean, yes, I have faith, but also like I put the work behind it, yeah. you know? And I think that's why I'm very drawn to that. Cause like you said, like you have to choose to show up the way that you want to show up, like continuously you know. show up. Yeah. Uh, Even every, if it's not working right away. Day. Yeah. Yep. No. Um, all right. Well, right about an hour here. Um, anything closing remarks, anyone that's out there. I love this. I think, uh, people can see now how to maybe put their intentions around 2021, how to face some fears, how to, uh, you know, address themselves, think about what's really important, do some cost benefit analysis. Um, any parting words you want to say, like one major piece of advice, uh, for anyone listening, that's really looking to have the best year yet. Just don't be afraid to really like start with yourself. I know that sounds, so talking about core values, another one of mine is, is the best word that I could use to describe it was individualism, but not in the way of like rugged American individualism, every man for themselves, <laughs> not in that way, in the way that we've been talking about for the last hour, that it's really important to show up as who you actually are, not a carbon copy of somebody else or some lady on Instagram or a celebrity or who your mom thinks you should be, or, you know, whatever, like get to know yourself really well, trust that whatever you feel in your gut or your heart or your spleen, I don't even care. Like it's true. And like we literally just said, show up as that every day. Like, even if it feels scary, like get to know yourself first and act from that place instead of always like focusing on the external expectation first, like start with you first would be my 
if I, I am not good at sound bites. You just like time <laughs> that last like two and a half minutes, but like start with yourself first. Like, don't yeah. be afraid to do that. It's not selfish is what I'm getting at. Like, it's not, it helps to show up to where you'll ultimately be able to help other people live in that way as well. And that serves the collective, right? Like if we can all show up like truly and authentically with care and compassion for ourselves, that shows up for others as well. So start there. Completely agree. And, and well said, I, I think before you do anything, you have to take care of number one, so you can be mm-hmm. as useful as you can for the rest of the world. Yeah. I think it's, it's critical. And then get a coach, get a leader, get a, a, an icon, yeah. an idol. It's like something that inspires you to be better. Cause there's always somebody that's out there that's better than you, meaning yeah. like doing something a little different and you can be inspired yeah. by it and not comparison because comparisons, the thief of all joy, but yep. to be like, this person's really great. I want to be like this in this capacity alongside being my authentic self. Yeah. Um, Courtney, I love it. So many wise words. Uh, I definitely want to check. I'm, I'm pumped about this social media, like detox. Uh, we'll check in and see how that goes. Where do people find you since we're not on social? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really easy. I keep it simple. CourtneyThomas.com will get you like everywhere and directly to me. And it's Courtney with a K. I used to really hate that by the way, like childhood what? store. Oh my God. Like it, okay, in the 80s, like Courtney with a K was not a thing. It wasn't until Courtney Kardashian showed up that oh. everybody realized it was a thing. So it's Courtney like Courtney Kardashian. Uh, it's Courtney uh, like Courtney, Courtney Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> yeah, Thomas. right. Yeah. Um, so CourtneyThomas.com, like you can find everything there. Um, and also like go to my contact page. Like you can email me directly. You can schedule a free call with me, you know, all that good kind of stuff, but that's where I hang out. I answer my own emails. I don't have an assistant yes. or you know, any of that stuff. And I love email. It's actually like one of my favorite things in the world. So, um, that's the best way to get to me. I love it. The Courtney Thomas is accessible. Um, we're here for the case. I hope you know all, th- I have three dogs and it's Cleo, Colette and Coda, all K's cause I'm Kristen. Amazing. So again, I'm that girl. You already know. Um, but we're going to respell hope with a silent K now starting today <laughs> in front of it. Um, but I love, it. I love that you're a real life human being in person and, or on zoom given, you know, 20, yeah. 2020, yeah. hopefully 2021 that'll change. Uh, but you're accessible and you're out there impacting and shaping lives one yeah. in-depth conversation at a time. So it's amazing. Uh, Courtney, I appreciate it. Let's, I'm serious. Let's check in in a year, see how things go. Um, and then we'll, we'll keep in touch and, you know, keep trying to collectively make the world a better place. Oh, we're doing it. One day at a time. (laughs) I want a girlfriend. All right. I will, I'll see you soon and I'll let you know, I'll have this up Wednesday. So, uh, we'll rock and roll. All right. right. Thank you, Courtney. Thanks. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.